Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Park City. It is our kids' ski week, and uh, they are off for not only President's Day, but the entire week. So uh, we decided to come up here, and it is snowing. So my videos are always a hit when there's scenery. No one wants to look at my big, ugly nose. I get it. I've had to live with it for 45 years. It is snowing. It warmed up today to uh, 13 degrees in the morning. Got up to about 19 and uh, up on the mountain there, that's Park City. Uh, we've been getting snow for a couple days here. Um, it was pretty cold. And yesterday in Deer Valley, it was negative one degree at the base. And the wind chill had us like 10 below. Brutal. Anyway, um, I know I haven't done a video in a while. It's because I've been up here. So I apologize. Uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Kind of a big deal. And um, I want to talk about that and why it, um, how it will impact us and housing and the broader economy and things that we can talk about. Um, some nuggets maybe I can give to you um, as you speak to borrowers, realtors, anyone around the dinner table or whatever. Um, I'm sure you probably were looking at your stock uh, accounts and your foreign case for those of you that save in the last several days and it was crazy. But why is it that um, interest rates actually improved today, got better, lower, and the stock market rebounded on the same day? when uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian army invaded Ukraine. Why? There's something that I say, um, I've been saying for years, and you're welcome to steal this. The secondary market, the equity markets, anything having to do with money is cold, heartless, and unforgiving. Don't ever forget that. Yes, dozens have been reported dead. There are missiles, uh, radar installation, all kinds of strategic targets taken out by the Russian army. And it's a sad state of affairs. But the reality is our markets don't care. They keep on going. Life goes on. And I'm sure any of you that have dealt with death and heartache, you've had that dose of reality yourselves in your life. When you feel like, you know, you've been crushed by the loss of someone close to you. And you look around and life just keeps going on. Um, we're a big planet, um, clearly. Uh, not just from behind me, but around the world. Um, people are skiing, having fun, enjoying time. And over in Ukraine, people are dying and being shelled. When just a couple of days ago, they're going about their daily lives. And so in the secondary market, in the stock market, um, which, you know, um, seems to crave certainty versus uncertainty, uh, regardless of whether there's death and destruction around the world. So um, but what's interesting is the certainty that was brought by Putin actually invading, which we've been talking about. For those that are watching me, you heard one of my predictions. I thought that um, as soon as the Chinese Olympics were over, that is when Putin would make his um, his uh, his invasion. He doesn't want to mess with his, um, you know, his new world order buddy over there uh, between China and Russia. They control a lot of commodities. Putin is a known commodity. We know who he is. He is an ex-KGB. He's all about Russia and the former Soviet Union. And he wants to bring as much of that back together as possible. 
So what? How does that impact us? What does it mean for us? Now that we know that the invasion has happened and we see it taking place, it's people are looking back to what happened almost eight years to the day when they invaded the port of Crimea and annexed that, that strategic port there. Um, uh, and uh, what happened after that? There were sanctions that were doled out against that um, from the U.S. and NATO forces in the Western world. And then life went on and Putin got to keep his port. And they are a strategic operator when it comes to crude oil and natural gas. They are, I believe, the second largest producer of each in the world as an individual nation, um, which is pretty crazy considering how much we have of both here at home, yet we don't want to be number one or two or whatever, I guess, um, um, in a time like right now. But, you know, these things, you can't, you know, you can't just flip a switch and just start pumping gas and natural gas and getting it over to Europe. I mean, Germany relies, you know, over a third of their uh, crude oil and natural gas, they rely on Russia. And that commodity is a big deal. Will oil prices race above $100 a barrel and stay there for an extended period of time? I can tell you that if they do, it will impact us here in the United States. Our economy is driven 70% by consumer demand, consumers buying stuff. So let's talk about that for a second. Consumer sentiment, although down is still higher than a year ago. So it's down in like month over month because inflation is still a real problem. Um, oil prices, prices at the pump, prices for heating oil stays cold like it is here. And we got to continue to heat our houses over here. If that gets expensive, um, that could dampen spending. But retail sales in January were up. They were up. They were up, um, I believe, 3.8%. Uh, and in December, they were down 2.5%. So consumers are spending. They're spending it on goods. They're spending it online. They're not going out. You know, look at Amazon stock. Pre-market, when the um, Ukrainian uh, invasion by Russia was happening, pre-market, Amazon stock, which is the premier, you know, them and Walmart are the premier retailers um, in the United States, mostly online sales, obviously, for Amazon. Um, it was down in this 2,700 stock range, and it rallied over 300 points, some of it pre-market and then aftermarket. Companies, fintech companies like that have operating leverage. Even in inflationary environments like we have right now, they find a way to get their suppliers to continue to keep their prices down and people go back time and again. And no matter what's going on around the world, geopolitically, death and destruction in Ukraine, people are still gonna buy stuff. And if times get tough and oil goes up, they're gonna go find stuff that's cheap. I can feed my four kids and my wife and I for $22 at Del Taco. $22. So, you know, if we need to go save some money, I know where to go. Now, at the same time, I got to replace this phone that's in my hand that's cracked. Then I'm going to go spend $1,300. And gosh darn it, I finally bought my wife a, an iPhone. So there's now an Apple in my family. For those that know, I'm a big Android guy. So, you know, consumers are still spending. We are still spending. Um, the sentiment um, is still high year over year. And the sales are up. And that is strong and bullish for our economy. And what else is bullish for our economy in the U.S.? Regardless of what's going on around the world geopolitically, there is less money being supplied by the Fed. There is less quantitative easing. They are talking about at this next March meeting, which is a huge meeting, they're talking about raising the Fed funds rate to, um, at least a quarter point, maybe more. Probably with today's um, invasion. 50 basis points is likely off the table. I never thought it was. I thought Jerome Powell has done a good job of telegraphing what he's going to do. But things change. I still think we're going to see about four 
three to four 25 basis point hikes this year. That's my prediction. Um, but the Fed has got some choices to make. And um, at the end of the day, you know, they're looking at uh, full employment. Did you know last month, 2.8% of people that retired in 21 came back to work? They unretired. Remember, we had about two to three million people pull through their retirement early because of the pandemic. 2.8% of jobs created last month were from unretirees. Think about that. That's a strong economy. Now, yes, we have um, money supply um, that is not being pumped as much as it was by the Fed a year ago. We do have a 10-2 spread that's um, flattening, okay? 10-year treasuries versus two-year treasuries. They call that 10-2 spreads. When that yield curve inverts, it's usually a sign of recession coming. It has not inverted yet. It's gotten, it's getting closer, but it's kind of hovering in a range. The dollar is strong. The ruble, the the rubles or whatever it is, the rubles over there in Russia just got uh, annihilated to its lowest level in years. Um, came down 6% pre-market. Russian uh, stock exchange tanked. And with these sanctions that are coming from the U.S. and Western uh, NATO forces, we're going to see, um, you know, a chilling effect was a quote that I heard. Do we have a new Cold War? Remember how long that lasted? And remember who came out on top? Yes, Russia is very strategic in the world of commodities, in the world of uh, oil. But Putin is a known commodity. And we have certainty. We do have some more uncertainty with this invasion. How long will it last? Will it affect us here at home with our fertilizer prices, which will affect our food prices? They're a big producer over there in Russia of fertilizer, not just natural gas and crude oil. There's some, there is some uncertainty, but we also have past being prologue with the Crimea invasion. So we will see how this, don't forget, and the Cold War, for those of us that remember that. Um, the Fed, by the way, who controls the Fed funds rate is only accurate like 37% of the time. They're even less accurate on the Fed funds rate. They're even less accurate on inflation, less accurate on GDP. So with this meeting coming up, we feel like we're going to get some more certainty, but they may not be accurate in what they're saying and what they're doing. So at the end of the day, earnings matter, our economy matters, the consumer matters, and it's still a fantastic time to put someone in a house, put someone in a home, help create wealth for them. Hearts go out to everybody doing with the, death and destruction around the world. Get back to you soon. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.